Are you bothered by hot flashes, mood changes, don't really know what's going on with your body? Well, we've got an app for that. Our guest today took her own experience as inspiration to develop an app that can help make sense of the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. And by using technology, it provides personalized help for managing that transition. Hi, I'm Dr. Mitzi Crockover, and welcome to Beyond the Paper Gown. It is my delight to welcome Anne Garnier, who is co-founder and CEO of Lisa Health, which also is the parent company of Midday App. So I'm so excited to have you here today, Anne. Thank, Thank you, you for Mitzi. being here. Thanks for, for having me on the program. So tell us a little bit about Lisa Health in general. Sure. So Lisa Health is a digital health company that is focused on supporting women on their menopause and healthy aging journey. And we've developed uh, an app called Midday that leverages AI and sensor technology as well as digital therapeutics to really support women on this menopause journey using personalized insights to really just illuminate what is happening physically and emotionally during menopause and providing the right intervention at the right time to manage symptoms and promote healthy aging. So you used a lot of tech words, AI and yes. sensors, which is all very cool. So tell us a little bit more about that, how you utilize all that technology to do what you do. Sure, so we are essentially a technology company. Uh, we believe that you know because there's so few physicians trained in menopausal care, that this is really a perfect um, sort of use case or opportunity for technology to bridge that gap. Um, and also women have many needs over this life stage. You know, there's 34 symptoms and innumerable combinations, several stages of menopause. It's about, you know, a 30 year life stage or a third of a woman's life. So needs change, and, and so we believe that with the power of technology, you can offer a broad range of support. You know, what we hear from women over and over again is that they feel like they're left on their own to sort of figure things out and just go through this years-long cycle of kind of trial and error, sort of trying this and trying that. Maybe something their friend said worked for her or you know, uh, maybe a sister said that, you know, she had some luck with. But ultimately, a lot of women are, you know, they end up just really frustrated and they sort of give up. You're right in that not enough physicians are trained mm -hmm. in menopausal counseling and in fact may certainly miss a lot of the signs or symptoms. And I don't think a lot of women know to ask. Mm -hmm. So are you thinking that this is to replace physicians? Oh, no, no. I mean, certainly physicians always have a place, I think, in caring for women, you know, through this life stage. We're trying to actually complement, uh, you know, the physician practice. Because, you know, even the experts uh, in menopausal care have told us, you know, we don't have the time to unpack, you know, everything that's happening with a with woman. We don't have data, you know, which from their perspective would be super helpful to really better guide women towards different, you know, sort of treatment op options. And we don't have the tools 
right? They have a prescription pad. And we know that a lot of women, at least initially, want to try, uh, you know, non-hormonal or holistic options for, you know, managing symptoms. So there's a, just a tremendous opportunity for a digital health platform and, and, you know, an app like Midday to really support women um, with the kind of tools that they need and had to have those at their fingertips. You know, you made the point that a lot of times women don't even know they're in perimenopause or menopause. Mm -hmm. And so how would someone know that they even need your app? Well, I, you know, I think that the, um, the way that menopause is, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, or, you know, or perimenopause even is sort of diagnosed is um, really doing a disservice to women. So, for example, you know, the official criteria um, says that, you know, you're in perimenopause when you start to have irregular periods. But you may not experience that period of regularity until your mid to late 40s or even, you know, in your early 50s. But what we now know is that symptoms actually do start much earlier, um, you know, whether that's sleep disturbance or low libido or anxiety, depression. And so women who, you know, at a younger age go to their physician and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm having these issues. And oftentimes their physician is, is you know, our clinicians asking them, well, are your periods irregular? No. So they go, oh, you're not in perimenopause yet. Like, don't worry about it. But now we're starting to recognize that we need to really perhaps rethink how, um, you know, how perimenopause is characterized so that women are getting the support they need much earlier in this journey and their, their symptoms aren't being dismissed. And similarly for, um, for assessing, you know, when a woman has reached menopause, um, you know, for most women, that'll be 12 consecutive months without a period, right? That's, that's essentially how you're determined that you are now in menopause or, or post-menopause, yeah. right? You're having to look backwards. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it, it's confusing <laughs> for a lot of women. I'm not surprised at how much confusion there is. But one of the nice features we have in our app is we have an algorithm that helps you understand where you're at in this menopause journey uh, and then helps you to track that. Because one of the things we heard over and over again from women, well, we heard two things. One is, you know, where am I at, right, in this journey? It's just a huge question that women have. And then the other thing that we heard over and over again was, I feel blindsided right? Like, why didn't somebody tell me what to expect? You know, like, we, I was told what to expect for my first period. I was to generally told what to expect about, you know, getting pregnant and childbirth. But, you know, when it comes to menopause and this, this whole life stage, you know, there's just been no information at all. And so that's certainly one of the, the things that we are trying to address. You know, it's interesting because I I think that there's not only little information, but it's almost a taboo subject and a lot of maybe even stigma around it. Is that what you're finding as well? Uh, absolutely. But I will say encouragingly that um, we're starting to see women talk much more openly about 
you know, the menopause life stage. Uh, I think they're encouraged by the conversations that are happening around period health, sexual health. Um, and so that's really opening up this, this um, I think, willingness to, to talk about it. And so I think five years from now, where I think a lot of that shame and silence will have completely gone away. Sure. And I think it's also around aging, right? We yeah. don't like to think about ourselves as aging. Um, and that's really a cultural norm, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can change that uh, conversation as well. And what you're doing certainly helps to do that. So take us through an individual's journey through midday. Sure. So you download the app uh, from the app store. And after you create your account, we'll ask you a few questions. And the reason we do that is because one of the things we heard from women is that they really feel that their menopause journey is unique. And it really is. Um, again, because of 34 symptoms and innumerable combinations that change over time and other factors um, like ethnicity, for example, really your journey is unique. So once we get, we capture some of that from you um, initially, the very first thing you'll know is where you're at in this menopause journey. Um, but then importantly, then we can track your progress so that you know what's happening next and you can be prepared and you don't have that feeling of being blindsided or out of control. Um, and then from there, we offer what we call advanced symptom tracking because we've integrated with wearable technology like your Fitbit. And what we can do then is with your permission through that integration is uh, bring some of that data that's been already being collected through your wearable device into midday, like sleep steps. But we do is what we do with that is we really contextualize it for you now in midlife. Um, so that that information is much more relevant. And then, of course, we then can start to deliver these personalized insights and tips, as well as support to help you manage symptoms, lower your risk of chronic disease, which, by the way, climbs quite rapidly in midlife. We also have products because, you know, for certain symptoms like, say, vaginal dryness, a vaginal moisturizer or lubricant is the first line. And so we've curated menopause-specific um, products that our community has reviewed. And then to sort of bookend, um, we have virtual care with menopause experts from the Mayo Clinic. Terrific. And is there a cost for your app? Uh, so uh, you can sign up for a free trial, and some of the content is available for at no charge. We also have two subscription options that give you all of the features of the app. So one is a quarterly subscription for $29.99, and that's about $9.99 a month, by the way. Uh, and then an annual subscription, that's $78. So you essentially get about four months free with that uh, annual membership. And does that include the consultation with the physician? No, it doesn't. But, you know, Mayo Clinic does take insurance. And so uh, they'll work with you to understand whether or not your insurance will cover that visit. Otherwise, it's out of pocket. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about Anne's journey to creating this app. And stay tuned until the end. We have a special offer for our listeners. Welcome back to Beyond the Paper Gown. I'm talking with Anne Garnier, founder and CEO of Lisa Health and creator 
of the Midday Menopause app. You know, you talked about collecting data and, um, you know, in this environment, I think people are very much more sensitized Mm -hmm. perhaps than they ever have been about their um, Mm -hmm. health privacy and the data that's being collected. So how do you protect Mm -hmm. your clients uh, or Mm -hmm. your customers' Mm -hmm. data? Sure. So, of course, we take privacy and security very seriously. Uh, you know, we've employed several technical, organizational, and physical safeguards designed to protect uh, the personal information we collect. Uh, you know, however, security security risk is really inherent in all internet technology um, uh, and information technology. We've designed the app to be aligned with HIPAA standards. We encrypt user data in transit and at rest. And we've further enhanced user security by implementing two-factor authentication. We also, we don't sell user data and a user can of course delete her account at any time just by going to the settings area of the app. On the other hand, you talked about the fact that we really don't have a lot of information in terms of you know the ubiquitous of, of menopause, yet we have very little mm-hmm. information and data. So are you also collecting data perhaps in an anonymous way so that we can, you know, learn more about menopause? Sure. I mean, we definitely have a commitment to advancing the understanding of menopause. And, you know, by, you know, de-identifying and anonymizing data, so there's no personal or identifying information involved, you know, we can obviously um, analyze that data and look for new findings that can inform, um, you know, how we understand and potentially support menopause. And I think that women, a lot of women, you know, appreciate that women's health and menopause specifically has been quite an under-researched area of health. And in order for us to help improve this journey, we do need to make a commitment towards investing in research. I know you've only been up for a short period of time, but have you garnered any insights from the data that you do have? Uh, We're just starting to dig into the data, and we have undertaken our first pilot study with the Mayo Clinic with some patients and their patient population. So stay tuned. Terrific. What kinds of things are you looking for? Uh, Well, certainly we're looking at, you know, how um, patients are using the app, their experience with the app so that we can really improve the overall patient experience and satisfaction. I think that's sort of job number one, and then we'll look at other opportunities. Does your app also encompass individuals who might be going through an early menopause, either because just physiologically they are, or perhaps they're going through chemotherapy, for example? Mm -hmm. Sure. No, we do support women, you know, no matter how they've come into this journey, uh, we do support them. Uh, and try to, uh, for example, you know, if you go through sudden menopause, uh, you're, it's sort of like a light switch, right? It's just somebody slipped the switch and then all of a sudden you're experiencing just an onslaught of, of symptoms. One of those oftentimes happens to be hot flashes, which can be quite debilitating. At a minimum, it's very uncomfortable, but for some women can be quite debilitating. And so we have novel therapeutic options in the app that can help women um, shift their perception of hot flashes and that feeling of heat 
to one of feeling sort of cool or cold. We also have a lot of educational content um, around the things that you can do holistically if you're not eligible for hormone therapy, which some women are not um, because of the treatment path that they're on. And you also mentioned that you personalize the information, including um, demographics like ethnicity, for example. So how does that work? And can you give an example of how that would make a difference in the suggestions you make? Mm, sure. So, for example, um, African-American women, you know, they have the longest duration of hot flashes and their hot flashes tend to be more intense. So, you know, understanding that, um, you know, dynamic, uh, then you're able to better personalize that experience that's, you know, both culturally competent, which I think is really important. And I don't think health solutions have gone far enough um, to provide that sort of cultural context. But to ensure that, you know, someone does have, um, you know, a broad range of therapeutic support. And how did these algorithms um, come to be? How was this developed? Sure. Uh, so we're a spin-out of SRI International, which is a very prestigious nonprofit research institute. And my co-founder, Dr. Max Dizembodi, he's led a lot of the formative research in menopause and some of the um, top biomarkers like hot flashes and sleep. And so he, along with uh, technology experts at SRI, have <clears throat> worked on developing some of these algorithms. And then, of course, you know, as we've built our team, we continue to make great progress on, on um, building and refining these algorithms. And how did you get into this uh, line of business, if you will? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitzi, um, I've worked in healthcare technology my entire career, helping to start and grow venture-backed startups, um, companies that are always using technology to improve patient outcomes and access to care. Uh, so for several years, I worked on a variety of women's health initiatives, including high-risk pregnancy, preterm birth, and fertility. And so when I decided my own, to start my own company and was thinking about what problem I wanted to solve, I just kept going back to my passion for women's health, but I had moved past my reproductive years. And what was really interesting to me was women's health after 40, right? It's obviously was one of the most underserved areas of healthcare. And I was researching opportunities, you know, everything from, you know, breast cancer to, um, you know, urogenital issues. And it just coincided with my own menopause transition. And it's a little embarrassing to talk about at times, but <laughs> even though I'm this incredibly knowledgeable and empowered healthcare consumer, like most women, I, I felt blindsided and very disappointed with my doctor visit. Um, she really didn't have a lot to offer me in terms of support and, and didn't seem to know very much. Uh, so it struck me that if it's like, if it's this hard for me to figure out what's happening with my body and how to get my symptoms under control, like what is this like for the average woman? So at that point forward, I just became so passionate about using technology like AI and, and sensors to really transform this um, life stage for women worldwide. Uh, as I said earlier, like these technologies are already improving outcomes for so many other uh, conditions. So, you know, why should 3.8 billion women be <laughs> left behind to suffer in silence Absolutely. and to sort of 
figure things out on their own. You know, I just, you know, I know you're, you're a lot like me, Missy. When you get a, when you get a grab onto a problem, like it's like a dog with a bone, like you're just not going to let go. And so I've just decided that I'm just devoting the rest of my career to really transforming this life stage for women so that they can celebrate this stage, right, of life, which I think is so fulfilling and can bring so much joy and so much uh, reward and accomplishment. Every woman should have that available to her and shouldn't feel the burden of symptoms that are making her feel like she's less than her best self every day. Oh, here, here. I so agree. And if it makes you feel any better, I had a similar um, journey to a certain extent thinking I knew all this and realized after I looked back again, kind of retrospective that I had potentially missed the boat on some of these things because mm -hmm. we didn't have the information mm -hmm. or my physicians didn't have the information. So I am um, wholeheartedly in support of what you're doing. Could you work a little faster though? Yes. <laughs> Believe me, we are working as fast as we can. <laughs> so what did I not ask you that you wanted to make sure that we covered today? Oh my goodness. What did you not ask me? Uh, you know, I think that uh, if I were just, just to sort of share some, some parting things, um, one is we really need to reframe menopause and flip how we think about this life stage. And you notice I keep calling it a life stage because it's not a disease. It's not a condition. It is a natural event that, you know, every woman will go through at some point. But I really feel like we just need to flip how we think about it and, and how we think about aging. Um, you know, as, as, as a society, we're just way too hung up on, you know, how we look um, more than just how, like, how we feel, right? You know, age is just a number and, you know, you should just be the person that you want to be. Just really embrace who you are and find the joy in transitioning to this new life stage and all the possibility that it can hold for you. So I think that that's something that it's really important for women to reflect on. I think that that is so true. I think, you know, there's so many benefits, uh, right, to this stage of life in terms of, um, you know, I think people, I'll speak for myself, more confidence, mm -hmm. more, you know, less worry about what other people are, are thinking and um, right. maybe a, a honed sense of direction mm -hmm. like you just described earlier. If you were to suggest one action that they could take today mm -hmm. to make their lives better, their health better. Sure. Well, the first thing I always recommend is, you know, cut out the sugar, junk food, processed food. Just got to you know, really try to cut out as much of that as you can. Uh, you know, at a minimum, it's going to exacerbate your menopause symptoms. Um, but it's also going to increase your risk of chronic disease. And, you know, so many women, um, you know, over the age of 55 have at least one chronic disease, many have two. So when you think about it, you know, your 40s is like the perfect opportunity to really double down on healthy lifestyle behaviors and just start to um, create the kind of behaviors that are gonna serve you 
like into, you know, kind of your elder years, right? And it's going to contribute towards an expanded um, health span and longevity. And then job number two, if I could have like a second thing that I would shout out to. Absolutely. Is move more, whatever that means to you. Meet yourself where you're at. You know, if you're on the couch, you know, or in front of you or just in front of your computer all day, you know, just start small. You don't have to have some big lofty goal. Just doing like one small thing at a time and get that going. Um, You know, and I just think people need to feel that they can still challenge themselves as they get older. A lot of people kind of dial it back. Um, but I really think that when you look at some of these folks on, <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, some of these other social media where, you know, they're in their 70s and their 80s and they're running marathons and they're riding these long distance bike I rides. hate those people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. But at the same time, but they're, they're, ask, they're inspirational. So inspirational. And so yeah. I'm not going to go do I'm not going to run a marathon. Right. That's like not one of the things that is a goal for me. But I do want to be able to maybe, you know, do longer hikes, right? So we don't all have to be like striving to be in that like (laughs) kind of super athletic um, sort of mode. But I do think just generally kind of pushing yourself to move more is, is another thing that will stand you in good stead and in good health. Excellent advice. Anne Garnier, thank you so much for joining us today. Anne Garnier is CEO and founder of Lisa Health. Thank you, Missy. It was such a pleasure to be here. If you're interested in trying out the Midday app, we'll have a discount code in our podcast notes. Thanks to Anne and the folks at Midday for making that offer available to our listeners. And thank you for listening. As always, we'd love to hear from you on our forums at beyondthepapergown.com. Our podcast is produced by Patrick Shambayati and me, and our associate producer is Kyla McMillian. Until next time, be well.